You want to make a toast? May your glasses stay full of champagne, pockets full of money, this world is full of shit. One life, one love, y'all. All right. What's going on, everybody? This is the War Report radio series. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams. We are broadcasting live from Newark, New Jersey. Uh, shout out to everybody this week getting to the money, working hard, getting to the paper. Uh, shout out to y'all. Y'all grind every day. I do this for y'all. We're going to get to this Sean McCray, a.k.a. OG from Zoo Crew interview ASAP. I'm not going to waste a lot of time today. The interview ran a little bit long, but it, it wound out being perfect. I didn't edit anything. No edits were made to this interview. Uh, happened to be a great interview regardless. And we're just going to take a little time out to uh, pay the bills. Shout out to our sponsors. And a big shout out to everybody out there sharing the war report. Even if you don't even share it on social media. Even if you share it to a friend. Shout out to you guys. You guys are the reason why the show has been so successful this early on in its early stages. So shout out to everybody tuned in, listening in. You guys are a big reason why I do this, you know. So shout out to you guys. Uh, make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at War Report Radio with no underscores, just straight War Report Radio. That's my Twitter handle. And make sure you guys follow my Instagram page, War Report Radio, with two underscores after War and after Report. That's War underscore Report underscore Radio. All right, shout out to y'all. Let's pay these bills. One. This show is sponsored by Straight Shooters, LLC, the number one event staffing agency based out of West Orange, New Jersey. Need to bring your party to the next level, whether it be a bridal shower, retirement party, or grand opening of a new business? Look no further because Straight Shooters has got you covered. Straight Shooters, LLC's personal bartenders, waiters and waitresses, chefs, and DJs all have the expertise to take whatever event to the next level. Book them for your event now. Contact Al at 201-207-7841 and shoot an email with your event details to straightshootersllc at gmail.com. No spaces. Let's get into this interview. Let's drop this hot fire. All right, all right. Welcome back. This is the War Report radio series. I got a very special guest with me today. Uh, state your name and uh, where you from? Uh, Sean McCray. I run the Zoo Crew basketball program. Okay, okay. Um, a lot of people know who you are. Um, maybe there's some people out here that don't know who you are. You know, so take us back. You know, what were some of the origins of the original uh, Zoo Crew? You know what I'm saying, like, where'd you guys start out at from? As as far as the name or the basketball program, just, just the Zoo name, Crew just the name and its origins here in North New Jersey. Well, I mean. The name itself came from, uh, you know, we used to hang out on Chadwick Avenue on, off of Clinton Avenue. And, um, you know, somebody came up, you know, the police, actually, we, you know, we was in the streets and the police, you know, called us animals. So, you know, we said, you know, if they feel as though we're animals, we might as well name ourselves the Zoo Crew. And it kind of stuck. You know, we started doing T-shirts, throwing parties, and we started having a big following mm-hmm. off of the name. So the name actually originated in 1991. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, everybody branched off and did different things. We had flower, Zoo Crew Flower Shop, Zoo Crew Sportswear. I did the basketball. Mm-hmm. We had Zoo Productions. Like, you know, people was branching off doing their own things. Okay, one of the things I would uh, want to ask you is, uh, were you always, like, the leader of Zoo Crew? Because now you're, like, the, I guess the unquestioned 
leader of the the whole operation, but or not the whole operation to say, but like the, the Zuku Basketball League. You know, uh, in 1991, you know, it, it was a lot of people claiming, I guess, Zuku as a as a as a crew. You know what I'm saying? How did they branch out into a basketball program? Well, in 1996, um, well, actually, I did summer leagues. Like I used to coach summer league teams mm-hmm. in the city of Newark. And you know, what I had, leagues were they? What, what leagues were they? I coached. Um, you know, they had the above the rim up on uh, mm-hmm. Chancellor Avenue. Delano, rest in peace. You know, he did the above the rim. So I had teams in there. Uh, Newark uh, Public Schools had a league at Central High School that I used to get involved in. Actually, it was at Camden Middle first, and then they moved it to the old Central by NJIT. And um, I took some kids up to try out for an AAU team because I wasn't doing AAU, and I feel as though they needed to be seen because these were, you know, they were talented kids living in the community of Clinton and Chadwick. Mm-hmm. And I took them a tryout for the team, and uh, once a couple of guys made the team, you know, the cost was a little costly for them to be on the team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they didn't have the funds to actually be on the team. So I came back, you know, to um, Chadwick Avenue. I talked to one of my friends, Lamar. And, you know, I told him I want to start my own program. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, you know, I took these guys to try out. They, some of them made it and some of them got cut. Some of the ones that got cut I thought were pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he said, why don't you start your own program? Mm-hmm. So I did a little research. You know, I got came up with the name. You know, the name was obvious because was, I was already a part of Zoo Crew. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I went down to the Hall of Records. I registered the name, mm-hmm. opened up a bank account. And, you know, we didn't really have any money, you know, as far as, you know, with the kids or anything. And then that's where it started from there. What age group were the kids at this time? Like, uh, were they 18, already seniors in high school, looking for no, they, college? Or? The majority of them were, you know, I started with, like, 13, 14-year-olds in the mm-hmm. community. Like, the okay. team was kids from the community. Avon, Clinton Avenue, Madison Avenue, and that little area, Seymour, Bergen Street. Like, just in that little area around there. And, um, you know, the kids are, like, 14, 15 years old, you know, mm-hmm. just getting into high school coming out of eighth grade mm-hmm. and then you know as I moved on it got you know it grew until all ages okay um I understand that you guys are celebrating or coming coming on um your 20th year uh what's it been like you know what I mean it's been a surely an interesting ride I know you've seen a lot of stuff seen a lot of talent out of here in Newark and I know you've been like helping people like crazy these past 20 years what's Honestly, it been like I mean to, to, to sit here, to, you know, March will be 20 years. March 21st will be uh, of 2016 will be 20 years at the program. Actually, the name, you know, we um, incorporated the name and things like that. It's been a struggle, man. You know, if I, I could sit here and look now and I'm like, wow, 20 years. Like, it's mm-hmm. been, it seems like it's it's been a long time and it has. And it's just, every year is just a struggle, you know, trying to maintain the program. You know, we don't receive any funding. What we charge is minimal to, you know, the population that we deal with. We don't, we can't be astronomical like some of these other programs because we wouldn't have any kids. Mm -hmm. So we try to keep it cost effective. And, you know, it maintains the program, but it's grown. But we, you know, we're looking to do like more bigger things as Mm -hmm. far as like a gymnasium, just a a little like a a complex for kids that's living in troubled neighborhoods that need to get out and we can you know house them and just a lot of different things that we have that we want to do like you Mm -hmm. know in the next five to ten years and you know me and you know Malik and I we're not getting any younger Mm -hmm. so you know it's been a good 20 years I was like you said I've seen a lot of talented kids who's fell to the streets and you know I still run into some of these kids and you know, I still talk to them. I don't look at them any differently because, you know, that's the life they chose. You mm-hmm. know, I can't, 
you know, look at anyone different because, you know, at one point I was in that life. You know what I mean? And it's just hopefully they'll come back from it and start to do positive things. But on the same token, we have a lot of kids that have went to college that's back now Mm -hmm. doing different things like yourself. You played for us and you're Mm -hmm. college graduate and Mm -hmm. you're doing your own radio show. So, I mean, we have some success stories and we have some failures as well. Okay. Um, a lot of people know you as um, OG, you know what I mean? But not a lot of people, I guess, know, I guess, Sean McCray as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. I read that uh, you scored 1,000 points in uh, two years. Who was uh, Sean McCray, the basketball player? Well, you know, I, I played at St. Benedict's, and then I um, transferred my last year, went to Central High School, which was my neighborhood school. And I had a pretty good career. You know, they started calling me Scooter because I was a Louisville fan. Mm-hmm. And Scooter McCray played for Louisville, so my last name was McCray. And it was mm-hmm. like two, three Shawns hanging together at the time. Okay. And I became Scooter, so that name kind of stuck with me. And I went off to college. You know, I didn't do too well in high school as far as academics, so I had to go to a two-year school out in Pennsylvania, Keystone Junior College. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, you know, we, we, we lost in the National Junior College Championship my freshman year. And, you know, the second year we didn't do too well. We lost in the playoffs, but then I moved on to Caldwell College. Mm-hmm. And 1987 was actually the first year they ever had a male basketball team because it used to be all-girls college. Okay. And, um, you know, I had a pretty good two years. You know, um, I had two different coaches in my two years. I scored 1,059 points. The record still stands, actually, mm-hmm. for two years. You know, I'm seventh on the list. You know, there's about... All the guys ahead of me scored their thousand points in four years, so mm-hmm. I had a pretty good career up there. And, you know, it was, I'm I'm still out in the Hall of Fame. I'm a little bitter about that because mm-hmm. I was the first one thousand point scorer in school history. Yeah. It's like a no brainer, but no-brainer. you know, a couple of little things happened while I was there, so I'm thinking that's the reason why mm-hmm. you know I'm not in the Hall of Fame. But you know, what I did outside of school shouldn't mm-hmm. you know hurt what I did while I was there. What was your primary position on the basketball court? Three I to put, four. I played or? the Primarily the three. I could play the two because the two and the three is basically the same, same position. Thing. I played some four depending on the teams we played mm-hmm. and the matchups and stuff like that. But I pretty much played every position but the point guard position. Okay, what were some of your go-to moves? You know, what, what, what was your favorite thing to do out there? Shoot threes, I mean, post if, up? Well, you know, three-pointers didn't come until I was a junior. In, I mean, my sophomore year of college. That's when three-pointers actually came about. Okay. And, um, you know, I like the corner three-point shot. If I had a little guy on me, I loved it because I'd take him in the post and i just shoot over him. You, you know. can score multiple ways. You just I can score. score. I can score multiple ways, right. Okay, Um, how did you get the name OG? Like, how did that uh, – where did that originate from and then how did it stick with you uh, over time? Well, I as mean, I'm actually it's, – it's a nickname. You know, a lot of people look at OG as a negative yeah, you know, connotation, yeah. but – it's I don't a, like. It, I can. I mean, it's respect. Yeah, that's what I get. That's from what it, I know. Because yeah. I got people who I know that are, you know, so-called OGs in the community, and you know, they call me OG. Like they call me Big Bro mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you know, the name just really originated from. Um, I was playing in a game up in the Butter Rim, and uh, you know, we we. We were losing. It was a championship game. We came back and won. I think I scored like seven, nine straight points. And I was like the oldest person on the team. And uh-huh. then, you know, my friend Dre started chanting OG, OG. And then it, it just stuck from there. And I was. What, in, what year was this, though? I was in 97. And this stuck from there? It stuck from there. Now, you know, I got teachers calling me OG, students OG, you know, mm-hmm. like. 
people don't even know some people don't even know my real name. Yeah. Some of the kids anyway, because they just think I'm, that's OG. And yeah. I'm, I'm I'm okay with it. You know, I have no problem with it because it's not it's not from negativity. You know, mm-hmm. it's just I was the out of the zoo crew guys that I grew up with. I'm the oldest. You know. Okay. So, you know that kind of stuck with it. Okay. Um, what was it like going from uh, I guess zoo crew coach and like program director into um like a high school coach you know what i mean for central high school you know what i mean what was that like actually because coaching coaching is is still the same even if it's playground it it is it is but when i went to you know mr blue you know who retired and that's who i took over after i coached the freshman and jv program while he was still a varsity coach Mm -hmm. and my first year as the JV co- freshman JV coach, you know, I was assistant on the varsity, and we had tryouts. Mm-hmm. I didn't know one kid. like, And I was like, you know, I'm in the community heavy, and yeah. I knew none of the kids. And I was like, where did these kids come from? So long story short, the first year as um, assistant varsity coach, we were 0-18. I mean, our closest loss was like 20 points. Like, every game we was getting blown this out. This is varsity. This is varsity. And I was sitting there, and I couldn't believe it because it was like a culture shock to me because I wasn't used to this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like I couldn't believe it. Like, I thought I made a bad choice, you know, mm-hmm. as far as coming into coaching in high school. And as the years went on, it got, you know, it got better. You know, some of my guys started to come to Central and play for me. And, you know, even though he was still a coach. And then 06, actually, we lost in the state final. To um, Hattonfield, who had the mm-hmm. big kid um, Zubek, who went to. Duke. I remember, I was there. I remember right. that game. We lost that, and that was Mr. Blue's final year. Mm-hmm. And then I took over after that. And we've been competitive ever since. We won the state championship in 2011. Mm-hmm. Lost in the tournament champion semifinals to St. Anthony's, who was eventually. Yeah, Kyle Anderson. I was at that game too. Right. So they we lost 15 points, and they finished number one in the country. So I didn't feel too bad because we we actually won 30 games that year as a school record. Mm-hmm. So we accomplished a lot of things. We got about five conference championships since I've been the head coach. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, Central is not the team you look on the schedule now and say, that's a W. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to have to work for your win, if you know, if you defeat us. But, you know, we okay. got, we've been competitive since I've been there after those first couple of years. Because I went there in 2000 and I want to say 2002, and four years later we was in the state finals. So, mm-hmm. you know, and we went 0-18 to that fourth year winning 22 games. So, you know, it was a struggle, but it got better. Okay. Uh, do you ever recruit players now at a, uh, at a young age, almost like a pipeline kind of thing to get them to come to Central and play for you? Honestly, I don't I don't recruit. You know, I don't – you know, we have an elementary league here in the city of Newark, mm-hmm. and all the coaches go after the eighth graders. And, you know, I feel as though they're not – because – First of all, they're, they're eighth graders. They already the star of their team. They're the star in the league. When they get in high school, most likely they're not going to be the star in varsity. Mm-hmm. So when you get some of these guys in your school and they're not even playing varsity and they really don't understand why, mm-hmm. they start to say, I want to transfer. I like to see growth and development. Like mm-hmm. At Central, the kids that come in, when they start in the program, they usually end in the program. You know, we don't. If they make the team, they're probably going to be on the team all the way into their seniors unless they do something to take themselves off the team. Mm-hmm. So we like to see development. I play, I, I, I coach my guys all year round, you know, in different leagues and tournaments. Mm-hmm. So I keep them, you know, keep Playing them busy. And, and then as they become juniors and seniors, it's your time to step up. You you know, I usually keep three freshmen on varsity. Mm-hmm. And then so they can see what, you know, what's in store for them. You know, they at the big games. And mm-hmm. when you become a junior, sophomore, whenever you're ready, 
this is the type of atmosphere you're going to play again, play in. And, you know, just, just get them ready. I, I, I'm not really into recruiting. I don't tell – I deal with a lot of kids. I don't tell them, leave this program, come to me. Because mm-hmm. that's not – I wouldn't want nobody to do that to me. So, okay. you know, I just like to see growth and development. Okay, I wanted to ask you, uh, what was it like winning the state championship as a coach? Did you expect it to win it that year? I know you guys had a talented bunch of bunch of uh, uh, students, but uh, did you expect it to win it that year? And what was it like to finally win a championship at Central? I mean, the pressure was there to win. I think we should have won it. Actually, those guys junior year, we lost to university um, at university in the mm-hmm. sectional championship, up eight with a minute and five to go. I was and, there too, and blew the game. And you know, it was an experience. Like, that was a good win for the university oh, high great. school. Great, it was a great win. I love games like that. Yeah. But um, the, the the win the state title, man, I, that probably was the best feeling that I ever had as far as basketball mm-hmm. because. You know, it was so much pressure, and everybody was saying, if you don't win, you know, this, mm-hmm. you can't coach. And, this, and I don't base it on that. Like, you can have the best talent and still lose. You know, I mean, it's just some teams work harder than others. But, I mean, it was a great feeling just going to the tournament uh, champions dinner. I mean, lunch after that, you know, all the teams that won the championship, they went to the tournament champions mm-hmm. um, luncheon. I get, I got to speak, you know, I got to talk to Bob Hurley. And it, it, it's funny because when I was a senior at Central, we played St. Anthony's. Mm-hmm. And they came to Central, and he was the coach. Mm-hmm. So it's like 25 wow. years later, still, he's still coach. coaching. And, I'm, you know, in a couple of games, I'm going to face him. And, mm-hmm. you know, but now we play, ever since um, the 2011, we play them every year. They okay. come to us, we go to them. I mean, we haven't beaten them, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's just an experience that I try to show my guys that if you're interested in going to the next level, mm-hmm. these are the type of guys you're going to have to play against because he has basketball players, you mm-hmm. know, kids that that's what they do. They play basketball. They don't have all the distractions like a lot of our kids have. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that was a great feeling, even coming from, you know, being in the streets and, 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 and seeing the paper that said Central High School Coach Sean McCray, state champion, and I remember sitting in court when it said State of New Jersey versus Sean McCray. Like it just was like a, it was it, it, it was it was like mind boggling that I can go from one place to another mm-hmm. just by being focused on you know doing the right thing. Okay, uh, was it potentially looking like this year for your, for your squad? Well, actually, we lost a few guys. Um, this is the first year I ever had guys transfer. Like three guys transferred. Um, mm-hmm. Two two are at West Side. Well, actually, they didn't transfer. One kid was at a charter school, mm-hmm. and he got put out of the charter school, so they put him in Westside. Mm-hmm. He's a senior, and Central wouldn't take him. And another kid transferred to Westside, and we had another kid go to university. So, I mean, we, we don't have the experience, but, you know, I don't use that as, as an excuse because these kids play all year round. You see different types of lineups, and you play against different types of competition. If you claim you're a basketball player, you know, if it's your time, you got to step in and fill the void. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be young. You know, I'm st- probably start two sophomores. I have a senior who's been on the team for four years, and he he's probably going to be our go-to guy. And, you know, I think we're, we're going to be competitive. I mean, we're always competitive. I mean, I can't say we're going to win a state championship. It would be great, but I think we have a shot because group two is, is not that tough. It's always us and North Tech. Mm-hmm. And whoever wins that game always, you know. Goes to state. Right. North Tech has won the state championship three years in a row, mm-hmm. and we lost to them the last two in the sectional finals. So, we're, I mean, we're right there. Mm-hmm. Anything happens once you get some, once you get in a state tournament. So, I mean, got a pretty good group of guys. We're working out right now. You know, we're doing weight room. You know, we're playing in the fall league. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be ready by November. Okay, I got to ask you this. You know, uh, one of your former players, and it's actually somebody that I know, 
uh, Brandon Waiters. You know, he was recently put on social media for being like borderline homeless, whatever you want to call it, fucked up in the game. Uh, what is that like for you? You know what I mean, as a coach, mentor, and somebody who is, and it's not just not just him. You know what I mean, other players throughout your time uh, just running Zuku Basketball League. What's that like for you? I mean, well, it's sad because I saw. You know, Brandon came to Central as a junior, mm-hmm. and he was on that team that won a state championship. And, um, you know, his senior year, you know, he was hanging with some guys, and they, they he thought he was smoking weed, and they mm-hmm. gave him some wet or whatever the stuff is. He smoked it, mm-hmm. and he hasn't been right since. I mean, he missed a few games. He, he was hospitalized, you know, and this happened his senior year, and it was mm-hmm. sad because – these are people he called his friends, you know, that, that even gave him the stuff. Mm-hmm. And he he hasn't come back from it yet. And, and mm-hmm. you know, and I saw him at his best, and now I see him at his worst. And he's mm-hmm. only like 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And he graduated in 2012, so he's 20, 21 years old. And, and it's sad that, you know, people have given up on him. I mean, I see him, and, you know, I, you got to want help. You know, if you don't want help, people can't help you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we can give you money and buy you food all day, but... You can't do this for the. I mean, I ain't you got to want it for yourself. You got to want for yourself. But there's people that've been out there all their life, and hopefully that's not him because he's still young. Mm-hmm. But it seems as though his family has given up on him. He has nowhere to stay. So mm-hmm. I mean, but you know, people don't grow up and, and, and be bums in the street, man. You know, something happens to to, to send them in that direction, mm-hmm. and you know, the family gets stressed, and you know, you run out of options and. I think he could get help if he really wants it. If he mm-hmm. really came to someone and said, "Look, I mean, your, your, your former principal is the mayor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I'm in the community and I'm, I'm around. Like you know, good people. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's up to you if you want to get your life together. And it was sad when I saw that post up there, and then I saw somebody show the text where they said Coach Elijah from University and Coach OG at Century won't even help him. Help him, and I'm like, what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You don't even know the story. So, yeah. you know, but it's crazy, man. I mean, I just hope he gets himself together and, and comes up out of that. Um, what would you say to, like, uh, the young people out there as far as uh, life out of high school? You know what I mean? Because it definitely changes for, like, a lot of people. If you don't have any plans out of, out of high school, that's when you kind of, you know what I mean, start messing up. What would you have to – what would you say to, to the people? Well, what I tell my guys that I coach, I tell them, you know, everything is good right now. You know, people – you know, the guys that I know that play sports, like people are taking care of you, mm-hmm. they give you sneakers, they come to your games, they support you, but once that's over, what's going to happen? If you don't go to college or you don't have a job lined up when you get out of high school, because everybody's not, college isn't for everybody. It's not. You know what I mean? And you got to have a plan when you get out of here, because if you think you just going to leave here and then just go hang out, that's not life. You know what I mean? You got to have a plan to do something. And then a lot of these kids already have kids before they even graduate. You know what I mean? So I just tell them to just stay focused, man. Like, just just try to, if you if you want to go to college, go to college. because And go to college and stay on campus so you can experience college life. I mean, mm-hmm. I think if you don't stay on campus, I don't really think you're in college. You know what I mean? But some people just can't do it. They got to work or whatever. But, I mean, just go away. You see different parts of the United States because mm-hmm. this is not all that's here. Like, you know, it's other stuff out there in this world that you probably won't see if you don't, you know, if you don't have a plan. So you got to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, you're going to have a problem. Okay. Uh, uh, I got to ask you, you know, uh, what type of challenges, you know, have you faced as a, 
I guess the program director of Zuku Basketball League uh, for the for 20 years, you know, for, as far as like funding. And I remember even one time, uh, like the church across the street from Springfield Ave, they tried to use that as their parking lot one year, try to shut the whole damn thing right. down. So like, speak on some of the challenges that you guys have faced, and uh, I guess how you guys have outcome them. I mean, we faced, overcome them. We faced a lot of challenges as far as finances because you know, in the beginning, a lot of kids that we were dealing with were from single parent homes. You know. Parents living off the system, and you know they they really didn't have the funds. So in the beginning, what we used to do, we used to go down Macarthur Highway at the end of Broad Street, and um, we used to sell candy. Mm-hmm. I used to tell the kids how many boxes they had to sell mm-hmm. to go on a trip. And you know, I had kids that was, you know, they they wanted to hustle, they wanted to get out of the get out of Newark. And from in the beginning, that's how we raised money. They were mm-hmm. selling candy, and then as we went on, you know, it's just. We found ways, man. Some people give a couple of dollars here and there. We have a couple of fundraisers. And then, you know, we've also ran into people that said, yeah, I'll do it. And they never came through. Like mm-hmm. Eric Williams, who's from Newark, played mm-hmm. in the NBA. Um, Anthony Avent, who's from Newark, played in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they pro- one day we was on McCarter Highway and Eric Williams pulled up. And he said, well, what you guys doing out here? You know, they had the Zoo Crew jerseys on. And we said, we're selling candy. We're trying to go to a tournament in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, man, I don't got my checkbook on me. Called me in a couple of days. You know, the trip was in a week. Mm-hmm. So I told him, that's y'all money. Like, you know, he going to pay for it. I ain't going to take no money from y'all. Y'all got money y'all can spend, buy your little sneakers or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Came down to go on the trip. A couple of days before the trip, I'm calling him. He answering the phone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now, instead of us staying up in Connecticut, we had to go back and forth because the money that we did raise, I let him keep, and because on the promise that you know he was going to give us the money. Yeah. So and it was only a thousand dollars, man. And, mm-hmm. and you in the NBA, thousand dollars. I'm sure you blow that in the club. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's people like that, you know, they need to be put on blast. And then you know, one year, <laughs> I'm serious, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they give people false, you know, they give false hope. And they give them, you know, they, 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 and they have the opportunity to help in. They, but you not. asked me, I didn't ask you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm we out there grinding to get there, so we was going. Mm-hmm. But you pulled over and said, "I'll help" or whatever. Yeah. Even with um, summer league that I ran one year, Anthony Avon, his mm-hmm. mother lived in Society Hill, and he was over there. He was like, "Oh, you run this league?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Well, what, what's your biggest cost?" I was like, "Well, the referees, but the league is about to be over the playoffs or next week or whatever." Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'll pay for your trophies. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. We, at that time, we had five divisions. Trophies was like $1,200. He said, order the trophies and call me. I went up to East Orange, ordered the trophies, calling them, calling them. Yo, aunt, what's up? No response. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, it's just, I mean, we had the money for the trophies already. Yeah. But you saying you're going to help. Just keep your word. Just keep your word. So we paid for the trophies and... um. This was in August of maybe about seven, eight years ago. And um, I was in a club in Montclair in December. Mm-hmm. You know, we the biggest guy. I seen him in the club in the back. So he trying to duck me. But yeah. I, it's over. That was in August. We yeah. in December now. So we had to cross paths. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, man, you know, I was out of town. Da, da, da. But you never called back. I said, and it got paid. Don't even worry about it. I just kept it moving. Like, yeah. you know, it's like. You know, you got people got to, you know, you got to stop fronting. Like, if you claim you for the kids, be for the kids. Yeah. If, if, if you can't help, just don't say nothing. And then we'll be, you know, it'll be cool. Yeah. And, you know, just just the finances. I mean, 
no no real help from the city. Like we have to struggle for the gyms. You know, back mm-hmm. then we you know we would be in West Kenny. You know, rest in peace, Cleo Hill. He used to let us come in West Kenny for two hours on a Friday. I used to have fifty kids in there. I mean, mm-hmm. you've been in there a yeah, couple I've been times. In, yeah, and we have fifty kids for two hours practicing and, and getting it done. But you know, it's kind of rough because. You got everybody practicing together, but we, I mean, we made it work. So it's just like, you know, when so, you're doing this, it's like, you, you, you know, you, you run into a lot of people that, yeah, I'm for the kids, I'm for the kids, and they're not really for the kids, you mm-hmm. know. And, and, and just to avoid confrontation, I just rather not deal with them because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a humble dude. You know, I don't want to get into all that riff raff, but, you know, if I could be OG the other way, if, mm-hmm. if that's the way I wanted to go, but I'd rather be OG. The, the, the positive guy You know yeah. what I'm saying And if I went the other way I'm sure I could rile up Enough people ca- Cause havoc Throughout this whole city But yeah. that's not I'm trying to Stop that yeah. You know what I mean So it, I just try to get it done Any way I can man. Um, You recently stepped out And began running For a public office You know I wanted to ask you Just why Why I mean it was just You kind of stated the reason But if you could go More in depth with that Personally I, w- I was tired Man like just dealing with politicians, you know, mm-hmm. sending them information, saying, you know, I run the basketball. And, you know, they know who I am. I run yeah. the program. But just protocol. Send them proposal. Could you help us out with this? Could you help us out with that? And getting no response and, and stuff like that. So, you know, um, Malik, you know, Malik Jones, he, he kind of like said, run. You should run. But he told me to run in 2010. And I was like, Malik, I'm not ready. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to run. So 2014 came around. And I said, I'm going to do it. You know, we had, no, we had no funds. We raised some money to help with the posters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We had five people on the team. Wow. I'm talking about five people that worked. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. Didn't ask for nothing. If I said, we got to do this, we got to be here, they was there. Like, I had dedicated people that really, you know, wanted to see me win. And, you know, I just gave it a shot because I just got tired of the, the politicians. I'm, I'm thinking everybody's in it for themselves. And, mm-hmm. You know, nobody cares about the people anymore. So, yeah. you know, I think, you know, people, and it, it, it got real interesting, man. I mean, people telling me to drop out. You ain't going to get no votes. Mm-hmm. You're only a coach, this and that. But then when it got, you know, after the election and it was a runoff that I caused because I finished third. So mm-hmm. now the top two vote getters got to run. But you're calling me now to help to help you. somebody get in. It's crazy. And, you know, and, and it ate at me for like a week because I, I, did, I didn't want to do it. And then I just said, you know what? I don't want this particular person in, so I'm going to help this person. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it and it went against what I believe, but, mm-hmm. you know. Did you ever, uh, I guess, get back that favor on the back end, or are I you got, still kind of looking for that? To be honest that? with you, you know, they, they promised one of my guys a job. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, they didn't promise him a job. I'm lying. He got a job mm-hmm. after that with another council person, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they told me they was gonna take care of the street team if they went out and did, which they did. And then they asked me what I wanted. Did I want a job? No, I don't want a job. I'm not beat to be in city hall. Yeah, that bad. You know, that's not my goal. Yeah, it was just something I stepped out to try to do. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, they were supposed to do something for my summer league. It came through 85%, you know, mm-hmm. so you really didn't keep your word of what you told me you was going to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't for me. Just take care of my league so we can take We can eat, you know what I mean? Take the, kids the funds can, yeah. and go do something else. Mm-hmm. And you promised one thing and you gave less. So now I don't really respect you and I can't work with you no more because you already showed me the type of person you are. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is what it is. And, and, and 
you know, you live and you learn. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you just try. You already know what some people are, but you try to give them the benefit of the, the doubt. The benefit of the doubt. And then when you work with them and you see and you say, I can't, I can't work with these people, you know. So I just, I just grind any way I can. But we have so many different things that have grown from the program mm-hmm. that one thing take care of the next thing and it gets done. You know what I mean? Uh, my next question that I wrote down, you know, uh, do you think elected officials could do more for the community? I know they could do more. Yeah. I know they could do more. I mean, if you could, I mean, I know people start campaigning a year before the actual election. Mm -hmm. If you can campaign for a whole year, for a whole year, knocking on doors, talking to people, holding little, you know, things at people's houses, doing things at community centers to bring people out. Mm -hmm. Why, when you get in, you got four years, you're in now. You're Mm -hmm. not competing with anybody. So why you can't come into the community? Because people just want to see you. Mm-hmm. You don't, you might not do nothing, but if they see you visible and you out there, and they're like, "Oh nah, he be out here." He, you know, they don't really see mm-hmm. that he's not really doing anything. He's just being a visible face in the community, mm-hmm. and people will love you just for that. They don't even know what you do, but you here every day. You know, you ain't got to wear the suit and tie all the time. You ain't got to bring the camera people. Just mm-hmm. walk up to the people and talk to them. I'm such as, oh, you the council? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you the mayor? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, man, what you doing around here? Nah, I'm just coming out. You know, they'll respect you more, man. I think they can do a lot more. I think a lot of the information that go through City Hall, they don't put out in the community. It's just... it's just. I agree. I agree. I mean, because something... I mean, I even... When when uh, Cory Booker was in, like, he, when he first got in, mm-hmm. he called all the grassroots programs together, mm-hmm. and we sat in on, on William Street at the recreation, and he asked people, you know, if, if you had the resources, what would you do? And my thing was, I said, you know, we need... Because I'm into sports. Mm-hmm. We need a facility... For kids who's having problems at home. Mm-hmm. Like how Dyfus could just come in here right now and take your child out and say, we taking your child because this is not a stable home. Yeah. We ain't doing it like that. We going to the parent and say, look, uh, your son, Tommy or Julie or whoever she is or he is, they have a talent. Whether mm-hmm. they can do music, they can draw, they, mm-hmm. they can do whatever. Yeah. We want to take them out of this environment, put them and over put them here. put them in there so you can focus on so that. So we can nurture them. We're mm-hmm. going to have tutors. They're going to eat properly. We're going to make sure they can come home. But yeah. for right now, they got it's like a college. It's like some place like, to go. Like St. Benedict's does. Mm-hmm. We're going to put you here, and we're going to make sure, because your child has a future. Now, mm-hmm. if we take them and nurture them, and then they go to college, hopefully, when they get to college, if they become successful, now they come back. Mm-hmm. And now the kids start to see positive people that came from the same if, if all the positive people that made it came back to yeah, their community we'll be good to their communities or went to their high schools and talked to the kids and say yeah i went here miss such and such with my teacher mm-hmm. now the kid oh you came from here yeah it, it, it would help a whole lot man because these kids losing hope man they think the guys on the corner that they look up to who mm-hmm. once was Somebody in high school Now they're nobody Because they didn't go anywhere Now they're standing mm-hmm. on the corner mm-hmm. These are the people they looking up to And if they thinking He didn't make it Well it makes you think I'm going to make it You know what I mean So yeah. if he made it And came back and said Look this is what I did We need you to do it So you know And and, and it's funny Because I can't remember This guy's name But he was working with Booker He was on his staff mm-hmm. And he said That's a great idea You know He said How are we going to make money Off of that And then I the same way you just looked, I said, make money. Oh, I'm, I'm serious. He <laughs> yeah. said this to my face. He like, said, make money. I said, make money 
Are you trying to save lives Or are you trying to make money Yeah He was like yeah I said you get grants and stuff You got Y'all people Y'all got money Yeah you got money You can do that yourself And get money from government To Mm -hmm. to fund it And he was like I don't think we could do that I never went back Man that was his first term He just got in I never went back after that I lost respect for his whole administration Just for saying something like that Mm -hmm. Because here I am out here Running around with these kids Yeah And you telling me you you want to make money like you got you got a job already you making mm-hmm. money. And that's not even what I meant by they have money. They have the the resources, resources. to These get more money. People. Yeah, you know what I mean. They got the resources to sit with this top five hundred company yeah. and get some type of check off them that they could just easily donate to the some Could've something in the community. Hey, hire me to run it. You yeah. build it. I run it. You know you ain't even got to come to it. I know all most of the kids in the community that's. Talented, and mm-hmm. you know, I know people that know other kids. I'll go, you know, recruit the kids to get in here. You just fund it. Mm-hmm. You ain't gotta do nothing else. You know what I'm saying? And say that's your project, mm-hmm. and I'll let you have that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not even that serious because we're trying to save lives. So mm-hmm. that's why I really can't deal with a lot of people because I don't think they really for the community. Man, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of this stuff is meant to happen like mm-hmm. it's supposed to kids are supposed to go to jail you know kids are supposed to fail mm-hmm. and and if you helping them i think you're part of the problem because it's not enough people that's helping them it's mm-hmm. more people that's like deliberately doubting like, them like deliberately like knowing that is wrong and knowing and that is wrong and, it, and it's, if you tell me that a kid in the third grade can like we they target kids in the third grade with the testing if they're not on level in the third grade they already pretty much know mm-hmm. that this kid probably not gonna ever catch up so and if he's a behavioral problem mm-hmm. you know already in the third grade this kid has got the potential to be one of these kids in the future that rob steal whatever carjacking so, carjack why we don't set something up for him now now why are we Proactive. Gotta, why are we doing a reentry program for people that already went to jail? Where's the program for people to stop them from going to jail? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, once they leave school, if you had an aide for four years, mm-hmm. went to every class, now you graduated, you in the community, you don't got no aide no more. Mm-hmm. So now where does this kid get referred to? He's out here and, like, lost. Somebody's yeah. been holding his hand for four years. He might need that for the rest of his life. Or he gonna go the wrong way, and that's the one I gotta worry about running up to me with a gun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we 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 need to help these kids before we get to that point. Yeah, it needs to be more proactive. Is what a I like lot to. More proactive. You know what I mean? Because just more could be done than just proactiveness. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't even even sure if that's a word, but uh, <laughs> definitely, man, I, I completely agree with that. You know what I mean? Uh, what what is it like being like a selfless individual? You know what I mean? Because not everybody. You know what I mean? It's like you, yourself, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, as far as, like, taking a kid home or something like mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like, just letting people, like, stay stay on your couch or something like that. You know what I mean? I know you probably have dealt with I've a lot of that. that. I've done that. Um, and a lot, of, and, and a lot of help that probably, I'm not, I don't want to say, like, wasn't, like, uh, like giving back to you or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But we kind of talked about that earlier, like, oh, you, you mess with a kid that doesn't want to be helped or something like that. Right. Just speak on what it's like to be a selfless person. Well, I mean, it, 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 it has its pros and cons. I mean, you know, I can't, I, I can't maintain a steady relationship with, mm-hmm. a, you know, with a woman because in the beginning, oh, you do a great job with the kids. I like that, mm-hmm. and I tell them, look, my schedule gets hectic. I, 
I'm not going to be around at this time. No, no, I could deal with it. As soon as it comes about, are mm-hmm. oh, you always with those kids? When are you going to have time for me? Yeah. When I told you this from the beginning, this mm-hmm. is my life. And I dedicate my life to the kids because I know deep down in my heart that if I wasn't dealing with these kids, I probably wouldn't be in the situation that I'm in because I was on the wrong road. Mm-hmm. And the kids kind of pulled me away from that because mm-hmm. I I started dealing with some kids that would come to my house 8 o'clock in the morning. Yo, come on, we got to go sell candy. And you, they was taking me out of the element mm-hmm. when I'm supposed to be taking them out of the element. So actually, they were saving me. And yeah. I was saving them at the same time. Yeah. And people don't understand that. So... You know, and I have I have two kids. You know, my daughter. Any free time I have, mm-hmm. I give it to her because you know I I was there when she was growing up, but we didn't really have the trips, and mm-hmm. you know we went on a couple of trips, but I wasn't really there for my daughter every day, like you know mm-hmm. I should be. But we have a great relationship. I mean, and now I spend a lot more time with her. You know, mm-hmm. I, if she got a game, I go to the game. If I can't come, I tell her. You know, I I, I just you know like. This is just what I do, man. Somebody did it for me when I was young. You know, I yeah. went to St. Rocco's and Paul McPleasant would um, pick me up and take me to games and and just bring me out of my element. So I just thought, you know, it was it was time for me to return the favor with my community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of helped destroy the community by being out there selling drugs, you know, and and it's just it's just something I do. Like, and, and that's what keeps me coaching because I always wake up and I say, you know what. I think this is going to be my last year. Mm-hmm. And then you you go to the school and you go to practice and it's that one kid mm-hmm. that you be like, nah, I'm going to wait till he leaves. Mm-hmm. Then when he's about to leave, another, another kid. kid. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like you got to say, I, I can't do this no more. I got to walk away and, mm-hmm. and just deal with the emotional part of it. But I be thinking if I walk away, who's going to do it mm-hmm. like it's just gonna be too, if I didn't do this I, it, it would be so many it wouldn't even been a league in Newark this year we had the only summer league mm-hmm. basketball in the city of Newark mm-hmm. and I mean I, I, that's unimaginable this is the biggest city in, mm-hmm. in, in the state mm-hmm. we should have something going on everywhere yeah I mean I don't the violence is the violence is everywhere man I've been running that league down on Springfield Avenue started in 98 so we just finished our 17th year running the actual summer league mm-hmm. I, I might have had one incident down there like you know what I mean and it was outside the gate it wasn't even in the park mm-hmm. and we we're right across the street from a housing authority complex and those guys come over if they one couple of times they rolling up the mound I go to them yo bro you know this is not the type of league we're trying to yeah. you know project could you do that outside yeah. oh no my bad OG and they go out like if I went yeah. over to them and said, "Yo, bro, come on, man, don't be throwing that shit in here, man. Take that shit somewhere." Yeah. They gonna come at me with a different attitude. Yeah. So you know, it's the way you talk to people too, because a lot of these kids are not the way we look at them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. Are, They're not crazy. They got feelings and emotions just like we do. So yeah. you know, they come in with the shirts off, and I say, "Bro, could you put a shirt on?" You know, they be like, "Alright, bro, I got them." You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. disrespect. So you know, just being a selfless person is just something that's. I watched my mother, man. I watched my mother struggle and never complain. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was poor, and I didn't even know we was poor. We always ate, you know, at a certain time. I always had, you know, back then, when you got new stuff, it was back to school, Easter, your birthday, or Christmas. Like, these kids get new stuff, and they ain't earned nothing. So, you know, like, it was just my upbringing. 
you know, in the community I came up in, it was always love. I grew up in the projects. There was no hate when I grew up. Like, you can knock on somebody doing actual cup of sugar, and they give it to you. Mm-hmm. Now you knock actual cup of sugar, it's going to be on Facebook. Oh, don't you know this lady sent her son down here to get a cup of sugar? But nah, that's, I need the sugar. Like, come on. Like, yeah. So it's just something that I, I, I love doing, and, you know, it's sad that I see a lot of kids who... Who fall to the streets and, and I know they not even like that. Like some kids I know, oh, he he like that. He he might could maneuver and survive out here. But this kid, mm-hmm. they gonna kill him or he going to jail. Mm-hmm. I already know it. Like and, and, and it happens. And you try to warn them, but they don't get the warning. Like I've had at least seven kids that died out here. You know mm-hmm. that that I had like real connection with through basketball, and it's sad. Like. And you know, like, some of them, you know, they can handle it. Some of them can't. And it's just, if you're not smart enough to maneuver through this, then most likely you're going to stay in it. Okay, uh, I understand that you are working on a book uh, that's coming out, you said, in December. Uh, speak about that a little bit. Well, the title of the book is um, One Foot In, One Foot Out. And it's, it's, it's actually self-explanatory. You know, I was mm-hmm. in the streets. I was in, like, I didn't start actually being in the streets until my sophomore year of college mm-hmm. and you know I, I actually had a regular childhood you know I, 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 the book is from my birth until I'm gonna stop it and I stopped it in um, excuse me 2011 after we won the state championship mm-hmm. so you know it's just basically uh, it's I know everybody got a story but I don't think everybody got the same type of story that I have you mm-hmm. know growing up you know, I mean, every, a lot of people grew up in That's the inner city. I grew up in the projects. Mm-hmm. Single parent. You know, same story as everybody else. I had good education. I went to St. Rocco's. I went to St. Benedict's. You know, I was, I did what I, you know, I did what I did in school as far as academics because my mother didn't have money for me to go to Catholic school. My academics got St. Rocco's paid for. Got St. Mm-hmm. Benedict's paid for. Mm-hmm. It was my choice to go to Central the last year. So I had education. Mm-hmm. I had good upbringing, even though I grew up without a father. And then I made the choices that I made when I became an adult, you know what I mean? And and I always tell kids this, I, I graduated college in 1990. I didn't get a job in my field until 1998. So I'm running the streets with a college degree. So really, how smart was I? It's crazy. It is, and I survived. I, you know, I've seen a lot of things. You know, I mean, I, I, I was lucky, man. Like, I wasn't a bad dude in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, I treated everybody with respect, no matter... The level of money I had, when I had money, I didn't have money. I was always the same person. So if you was in the streets getting high and and I ran into you, I gave you love. Like, this is this is your life. That's what you chose to do. I'm not going to act like I don't know you. So the book is basically about, you know, it's good. It's going to, people that's my age that read it, mm-hmm. it's going to bring back a lot of memories for them. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of messages in there for the kids. Like, you know, you can... You can go the wrong way and get your life together at the same time. Like, I was mm-hmm. 31 years old when I woke up and said, you know what, this is it. Mm-hmm. You know, they did a federal drug raid. Mm-hmm. My best friend went to jail. And, mm-hmm. you know, the evidence they had was was weak. But they, you know, because we protested, and that's another reason why I don't, I don't participate in marches and protests. Because we protested for something that was right for a young lady getting killed on Chadwick Avenue mm-hmm. by the police officer. And because that's we, what put the pressure. That's what put the pressure on. That's crazy. On Clifford Minor, who was actually uh, the lead. He was the uh, head of Essex County prosecutor at the time. Mm-hmm. So they was, um, you know, they was 
pressure on him to get to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of us probably shouldn't have been marching, you know, mm-hmm. because we were doing negative things, but we was always community people, you know yeah. what I mean? And when we marched, you know, people went to jail, and we're trying to help someone That's crazy. else. Right, so we're marching for good, and bad comes out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at the end of the day, I could be the biggest drug dealer in the world. If something happens that's that 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 shouldn't happen, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I should be able to stand up and voice my opinion. You know what I mean? I shouldn't be looked upon as what he got to say when he doing negative in the community. Nah, that was wrong. What happened? You know what I mean? And, we, and the community loved us, man. Even mm-hmm. though we was doing wrong. We threw block parties every year, man. We fed the whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There was no shootings on Chadwick Avenue when we was out there. Like mm-hmm. we protected the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we were good guys. We wasn't bad. And most of us was from the project. So mm-hmm. when we got to Chadwick, we became Zuko. But when we grew up, all most of us was in Hayes Home Projects and mm-hmm. we was nobody. Like and then they moved when they closed the projects, they moved us on Chadwick. And it just so happens that most of us they put all of us in the same neighborhood, and we was mm-hmm. like, wow, we still together. So, you know, it's like a brotherhood. So it's like, you know, they said we were gang. We know we was a gang, but the book is going to, like, lay everything lay out. Lay everything out, man. Like, everything you always had in your mind, like, oh, he did this. He did, it, It's going to be right there. I mean, I'm not, I can't, like, like some of the stuff that actually happened, you know, I can put myself in it, but I might have to change my man name just mm-hmm. so it don't you know come back yeah, on yeah. you know what I'm saying but it's it's actual like everything is is, is factual that happened you know and it, it, it's just it, it's gonna be I think the book for the kids they need to read especially teenagers man because at the like for a kid to be 13 14 years old walking to school smoking a black and mild man that's crazy 13 yeah. 14 years old yeah. I was going in the, in the well it wasn't no corner stores but I was going in the the little black-owned stores, penny candy, buying candy before I went to school. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about no cigarettes and yeah. all that type of stuff. So it's like just, just to, if, if, if people want to read, like I wanted to get into schools where the kids could read it and just like just just give learn them some type it. of learn from it because the street stuff is rough, man. And if you can't if you can't maneuver out here, you're not gonna survive, and it's worse now. Like I don't know how it would be if I was in the streets now because it's, it's it's your own people. That's taking you out Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean Like I tell kids all the time Man it was 25 30 of us on the block Everybody was eating mm-hmm. Nobody wasn't walking around Asking for change Like no We all out here Everybody eat So you know It's just a different era But like when I ran For councilman My My, um, my slogan was Building a stronger community Like mm-hmm. bringing back The community Like you see an old lady Carrying a bag Go get the bag And help her in the house Like mm-hmm. But people so afraid now. I don't even want you touching my yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, real, real talk. That's, my house. that's not a part of my that's era sad. at all. That's not but a part that's of my sad, era at though. all. And that's where I grew up, and I see what it is now, and it's like, yo, this is crazy. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I can't, I can't do it. But I don't even look at it as crazy though. Like, say, because you didn't see the other, yeah, you never exactly. saw. I was born in '92, so. No, if, I'm gonna tell you something, man. When I was in, when we was in Hayes Home, when we first really started like hustling, mm-hmm. if uh, I'm gonna say my man Barry, his mother Miss Ann, rest in peace. If she sat in front of that building, it wasn't a drug being sold while she was sitting right there. 
Cause we have we, that. That's some. That's Miss Ann. We can't sell nothing in front. Miss Ann. We, when is Miss Ann going in the house? Mm-hmm. That's how we are. We not. No, we not doing it. If we sold something, it was in the building. Mm-hmm. Nobody watched us. Like oh, they. No, if you watched us, you had to just come in the building and walk past. Like mm-hmm. it was just respect. You didn't do stuff out in the open because. You had your, I mean, you was yeah. doing negative things, but your family name still meant a lot. Like, that's mm-hmm. been such a such son. What is he doing out there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And it's just like, there's no more rules, man. The rules are gone, and it's sad because I came from rules. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. in school, parents come in, what the hell, you cursing at my, yo, your child tried to hit the teachers, you, and you coming in here defending the child? Yeah. No, if my mother came in here and the teacher said I did something, I got smacked right there. Ain't mm-hmm. no, ain't no, I'm jumping on the teachers. Like everything is just, it's crazy. It's, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's crazy. Like you can laugh because no, you, it's funny because I can picture that situation. Like I can really, era. I, I can really picture that, that situation where a parent would really wild out yeah. on the teacher. On the teacher, like you serious? I'm the, we are adults. Yeah. This is a child. Mm-hmm. There's no way you should be taking this child word over mine. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm an educator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, it's just crazy. But the book, man, it took me three years. You know, I had started it three years ago. Mm-hmm. But when I ran for councilman, it kind of pushed me back because mm-hmm. that took a lot of work. So I jumped back in it. And I'm just, you know, I got it's practically done. You know, I got some, I got the book cover. And, um, you know, I got this. Uh, um, Instagram, I got a group page on Facebook, so mm-hmm. you know it's you shout it out so the people would know. Well, the, know. the uh, on Instagram is um, one foot in, one foot out. Mm-hmm. You know, all words. Um, on Facebook, I probably can't add you. I'm Sean McCray, but I have a one foot out, mm-hmm. one foot in, one foot out group. So if you request to get into the group, you know, mm-hmm. I'll add you into the group. And it's just basically little tidbits of the book, mm-hmm. you know. And then I leave like, if I say something, I will leave them with like. I can't tell you what happened next. You gotta, you know, you gotta yeah. buy the book. So yeah. I think people, people would definitely buy your book, though. I, I, I believe they will, and um, you know, I, I I know a lot of people, and that's when I was telling people when I was running for councilman. They said, "Well, you only a coach." I said, "Nah, man. Nah. Y'all thinking it doesn't matter it, for politics. I'll I, tell you something, man. For politicians, like it doesn't really matter to me. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm able to vote. I'm 23. Like at least, at least I knew who Raz was when right. I was a little right. kid. You know what right. I mean? Because he used to be the coach of university. Right. So like to me, that matters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether I vote for him or the next guy. You know what I'm saying? At least right. I know his face. He the, he the uh, principal of Central. You right. know what I mean? It makes sense. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's similar with you. You know right. what I mean? If I know, like, I, I'm, I at least I know you for the kids. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. you could get, have my vote. You know what I mean? Right. Rather than the next guy who's just a, he's just a politician. And I was running into a lot of that. You know, and the Central War has expanded all the way to Park Avenue. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't know they yeah. were in the Central Ward. So I was in... I hit straight townhouses. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, that's that was what I was hitting because I know the people that live in the townhouses mm-hmm. they from the projects. I know mm-hmm. that already because those are all housing authority complexes, and that's when they, where they moved them. Right, and when they tore all the buildings down, they moved them to these complexes. So I would knock on people's doors, and they would come to the door, and I'd be like, "Yo, you live here?" They're like, "Yeah, my whole family voting for you." I'm like, wow, like, you know what I'm saying? You, mm-hmm. you learn a lot by knocking. And that was the biggest thing, knocking on the doors. I really didn't have the money to send the literature out, so mm-hmm. we didn't get in a lot of the senior citizens' buildings. And, you know, this, this part of, the, of my life is not in the book mm-hmm. because it's after the fact. So hopefully, you know, if this book do well, 
I'm going to do the second part of it mm-hmm. where I can add in some other stuff that happened after 2011. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's going to be, it, it's a good book, man. I, I mean, every time I look at it and I'll be like, wow, people going to like this. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's interesting. It's coming from somebody that grew up here, lived here, saw it 30 years ago and see mm-hmm. it now. So, you know, it's it, it's informative. A lot of, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of like key points in the book that people could pick pick up on you know people thought the movie you know we actually did it you know they did a zoo crew movie I, I, I look i've seen it on the internet i haven't seen the movie yet though it was it, it was good man i mean i had no i had no parts of them i mean i was in the movie somebody mm-hmm. played me in the movie yeah but i didn't have any like, anything to do with it any, no input of the movie so mm-hmm. when it came out i was just intrigued as everybody else i mm-hmm. want to see this movie and it was was 90% true, man. And mm-hmm. I was sitting there like, wow, this was great. The production was great. You know, they had Tretch and Do It All. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I can't, Bodie from The Wire, that, mm-hmm. you know, he, he played a key character. Um, I, uh, I can't think of his name. He played in Lean On Me. Um, I forget his name. Oh, he played uh, in Juice Still. Uh, the, the fat character. Oh, uh, he, he played the lead character mm-hmm. to the T. I to mean, the T. Like, okay. Like he was him. And I was sitting there because. That's my best friend, you know, mm-hmm. the guy he played. And I'm looking like, wow, yo, he must have, how did he know? He act just like him. And he mm-hmm. was, he looked like him, built like him. So the movie was pretty good, but the movie was focused on Zoo Crew. Mm-hmm. You know, when we started, the drug part of Zoo Crew. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the rise and, and fall. Right, the rise and actually. Of the crew. And that's what it was, the rise and fall, because it ended with the march. Mm-hmm. And it showed you, that's when they started the investigation. Mm-hmm. You know, investigation and things like that, but... The movie was it, was, it was pretty good, man, and I, I was surprised, and, and you know, I, I, I commended, you know, um, Quan on the movie, him and his wife, they put the movie together, and, you know, it, it came out pretty good. They're actually supposed to have another movie coming out, The Black Van, that, you know, I don't, that was a little before your era, too. It used to be a black van, they said, with, you know, killer clowns riding around Newark kidnapping kids when I was in, like, seventh, eighth grade, so they actually made a movie wow. on that, and Tretch is actually in that movie as well. But um, yeah, it's just um, you know, it's just it's just a great man. I mean, we have the website. We still taking kids. You know, we got mm-hmm. ZooCrewBasketball.com. If you go on the website, they got everything up there. Like you know, we've grown over the past twenty years, nineteen years, nineteen and a half. But um, you know, we out here grinding, man. We just you know, we we take any type of kids, as you know. Like we start at five years old now, mm-hmm. and we go all the way to high school. And you don't even have to know how to play. You know, a lot of programs, if you can't play, they're not taking you. So, you know, we do a lot of different things, man. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's great. And it's, it seemed like it's a team of us. There may be only four people, man. Sometimes two, just me and Malik. And Malik mm-hmm. is handicapped. Like, you know, he's mm-hmm. got his leg amputated, but he works like he doesn't have any deficiencies. And, you know, that's my man. And, you know, we're going to keep moving. We're trying to do something big for next year because it's the 20th, mm-hmm. you know, so... Hopefully everything go well, you know. So we we out here, man, and I, I appreciate you, you know, having me on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I look like you're doing a good thing. You're trying to get it together, and you know, I appreciate it. Any type of way I can plug it in and 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 you know, give you a shout out. I have mm-hmm. no problem doing that. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. So, man, you got any uh, shout outs or anything you want to do like that? 
But I mean, I just want to, um, you know, I got to shout my man Malik Jones out. He actually has a children's book out, um, mm-hmm. Kick the Can Kids. It's a book about bullying. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got to shout him out. If you, you know, you can purchase the book on our website. Like I said before, it's um, www.zucrewbasketball.com. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want everybody, you know, make sure you check out the War Report. You know, he's he doing a pretty good thing here, you know, and, um, you know, I don't know if you can give him any feedback on the interview, but if you can, you know, I would like to hear some feedback as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to be out now. Just check out the War Report. And, um, you know, hopefully Shout you like Zucru it. Basketball, too. Zucru Basketball. Gotta, gotta get that plug Central in. Basketball Program. You know, just just shout out everybody that you know that that's involved in in, in, in basketball program and, and Central High School. We out. We out.